Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, traders. Welcome to the 78th episode of the Performante Podcast. We have quite the interactive episode for you today. We have a community Q&A. So PCC holders were able to spend their precious PCC at the cost of 50 to ask us a question. This question could be on anything. It could be on portfolio management. It could be on PCC development. We really wanted to open it up to allow people's creativity to show through. And we have some awesome questions to talk about. So it is January 23rd, 2022 at the start of Q1, where we really haven't seen the market momentum we were looking for. We are seeing massive bearish momentum within the crypto sphere. And beyond that, in a broader risk on atmosphere, we are seeing stocks pull back quite a bit. So as always, my name is Nathan, Keith is hosting with us, and I'll just dive right into the first question. So the first question was, what are we currently working on with PCC? PCC, as most people hopefully know, is our social token where we are looking to democratize cryptocurrency education. And this insightful question came from TruckNubs, one of the OGs within the cryptocurrency community. So thank you for asking that. So I guess we can just kind of talk about what we're working on independently because me and Keith both have complementary skill sets. So right now, one of the things that I am working on is finding an NFT artist that is able to encapsulate the vision that we have in mind uh, because we want everyone in our community to be rocking custom NFT profile pictures that really encapsulate our community's culture that really represent each individual user. And we think we have a really unique idea. But with this unique idea, we've ran into problems. We've had people steal the idea and they've decided that, hey, they're gonna portray it as their own. And we've really been scrounging the corners of Fiverr and Upwork to the point where I've started playing around with Photoshop to see if it's something I'm able to do. I think it's very difficult to find an NFT artist right now in the context of the blooming market and everyone's kind of looking for these uh, digital creators. But that is one of the things I'm working for is creating the Performante community culture first NFT collection. Another thing that I have on the back burner is creating a DeFi handbook. I believe this was actually a suggestion from one of the live user or live listeners to this podcast where it's kind of basically a how to get started with DeFi, what is staking, how to set up your wallets, the different opportunities to create that online income. Another thing that I'm exploring is the legality of a venture capital fund with PCC, specifically leveraging the MakerDAO platform that is one of the leading launchpads. And we wanted to create... Uh, a service that would allow blocked users from the U.S. to invest in the PCC VC fund to gain access to these launch pads and uh, really gain access to these explosive launches that we've seen. Because I think the average return from launch price to all-time high is like 95x or something like that. And so that is something we are looking to bring to the community is that by investing in a potential VC, P, PCC VC fund, you gain exposure to things that U.S. consumers wouldn't normally be allowed to do. And of course, one thing that I've been doing on a really day-to-day basis is just airdropping the PCC because that is part of our phase one goals that we talked about in either last episode or the episode before that, where we want to distribute our liquidity, we want to reward our early users, our early adopters, and really give out as much PCC as possible. 
Heading into the last part of Q4 2021 and the early start of this year, I've definitely been working pretty hard. So more recently in the last two weeks, I've been trying to take it easy, avoid the burnout. I've been reading a lot, working out, and just trying to live a holistic lifestyle. And I'll pass it off over to Keith to talk about his developments within the PCC ecosystem. Yeah, health is definitely something to focus on. Thank you very much for that overview. Um, so for kind of my end or my skill set, the main thing that I'm currently working on right now is to develop tools for individuals to use, whether that would be a market cap comparison. I haven't really found a good one like anywhere on the internet that allows us to compare different market caps because comparing prices is pretty easy in trading view, but market caps is like the main thing we want to focus on because that's the total value of the project, not just the price. We also want to go over things like on-chain metrics, on-chain analysis, futures data, like the long-short ratio for different exchanges. So all that is coming. It is down the pipeline. Um, I just have to first really have a good understanding of JS, JavaScript, uh, working with APIs from across the web, and basically condensing all that information into a single or a couple charts so it's really easy for the user to be able to scroll or go through data in, a, in an efficient manner. I'll also be looking at some DeFi calculation tools like liquidation um, liquidation price points or liquidation percentages when you are using things like magic internet money when you're looping or like basically leveraging through borrowing. Um, there are some calculations or uh, calculators that I think would be a benefit to people who are in that ecosystem. I'm also working on the weekly newsletter uh, for those who are subscribed and are reviewing it. We do definitely... Um, appreciate all feedback so we are trying to make improvements every single week and the upcoming weekly newsletter for this week is coming out tonight so definitely stay tuned for that and the final thing is the trading algorithms i'm currently working on i did build a few trading algorithms but the discord channel for the trading algorithms is going to be specifically how to basically create a bot for yourself instead of like providing a bot for you and then you just putting capital in. What we're trying to create is a system where you are fishing for your own fish instead of just basically getting provided a fish. And we'll be using things like TradingView to actually create the bot uh, through PineScript. We'll be using webhooks or alerts through TradingView and connect it with the Binance API, APY. So we'll be able to figure out how that works and then provide that as like a simple setup solution for people who want to set that up and we'll be able to help with support and all that stuff. So those are the main kind of three things that I'm currently working on in order to grow the PCC ecosystem. Yeah, so as you can see, we're kind of developing in different directions, right? We've got a complementary skill set and we are looking to provide as much value with PCC as possible. And I think this is a nice segue to our second question from Mido Ali, uh, where he asked, we want to know when it will be traded and listed in other markets and expansion the project is good and strong. And so I think that's a good segue because one of the things that we talked about in our previous episode is that we wanted to develop two things before we created a market for it. A market being a decentralized exchange listing. First, we wanted to create use cases. We wanted to have a solid value proposition with our token where it was concrete and people understood why it existed and why it could be used. Second, we wanted to create a community behind the token. And that's part of the reason why we've been airdropping so aggressively and trying to grow the PCC ecosystem is because we want a strong community behind it. And so when we feel that we have those two things, we will launch. 
the market that we're looking to create will be likely on SushiSwap. Uh, we think SushiSwap has the most potential of the Ethereum decentralized exchanges uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Daniel, Daniel Siesta, absolute madman. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a person who founded Time. He's all over Abracadabra. Basically, the founder of Magic Internet Money at this point in time, he bought out SushiSwap. He made SushiSwap cross-chain, which is very important because if SushiSwap is cross-chain, then I think we could bridge PCC over to Binance Smart Chain because they would have that infrastructure already set up for this. Further, uh, because it's on SushiSwap, there's better LP rewards for those interested in staking. It has a bit of a better setup than Uniswap. And frankly, I think compared to Uniswap, SushiSwap provides a lot more value for its consumers and has a lot more engaging features that make it the better profile. And so part of the reason why we've also been waiting is because heading into 2022, we did expect some market turbulence. We knew the bear in the room was interest rates. And although uh, we've been pseudo rug pulled a bit earlier than we expected, (laughs) <laughs> we did want to launch a decentral or we did want to launch on a decentralized exchange later in the year to kind of shelter the project from the market turbulence. We wanted to f- focus on providing value rather than have people freak out about price and market cap. Because we are airdropping so aggressively, uh, there are going to be a lot of people with a lot of individual holdings and we didn't really want to create a volatile atmosphere where people were more encouraged to buy or to sell given the current market momentum. We know there's going to be a bear market and we're planning our release around this bear market to optimize potential valuation of the project. We're just trying to get the timing right and frankly, we're not in that big of a rush to open the market. We know it can bring users, but it can also bring potential consequences. So for example, when a project initially launches on a decentralized exchange, it is immediately attacked by thousands of bots. And these bots are just looking to scalp the launch. And that can create a lot of unintended volatility. So slow is safe, safe is slow with this PCC launch. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And the next question that we're going to be going on to is the question of can PCC be staked? And that's a really good question. And right now, Kinda, by holding our coin, PCC, in some sense, you do get rewards based on how much you hold, but there isn't really interest to be earned yet. Uh, The next two phases will come out. The first phase will be a liquidity pool on SushiSwap. So this allows people to provide liquidity to the decentralized exchange. So when a user wants to swap a certain asset for PCC, the person who provides liquidity gets a little bit of that percentage in the transaction fee. So there you'll be able to earn some yield on PCC by providing liquidity to SushiSwap. That's the first phase. And then the second phase is going to be coming out a little bit later, but we are looking to create single-sided staking for our token PCC. And in terms of the time or like the launch date. Uh, We don't really have a launch date yet because it does depend on the dev team that we're working with, but it is one of our main goals is to provide not only the liquidity pool staking for a DEX, but also the single side staking where you don't have any worry of impermanent loss or anything related with that. Yeah, we have a lot of interesting things coming down the pipeline, and ultimately I think the best is yet to come in terms of the features, the usability, the open market. We're very optimistic on where we can take this project. 
Mm-hmm. And so our uh, next question here, um, just to exactly quote it, would love to hear the current market situation for crypto and want to know more info on what are the coins to pick in this market as well as stacking coins and NFTs. I would also like to know more passive income opportunities from cryptos and NFTs. So talking about the current market situation, this has really been the point we've been stressing on. The Fed is in a tight spot. They either have to pick the dollar or the stock market slash economy. Um, Essentially, they can't have both. Uh, We think that they are going to pick the dollar by raising rates. Um, The consumer price index tracks inflation and it's been absolutely mooning, which is not something that you want to see. Um, And ultimately, we're kind of at the whim of the Federal Reserve. There is going to be an FOMC meeting on January 25th and 26th that we will be live streaming in our Discord community. That's super important to understand for risk on assets like crypto and stocks. So if you are listening to this podcast, I'd recommend tuning into that live session just so you can know what exact trajectory we will be on for the rest of 2022, because ultimately I think bull or bear will be determined on this meeting on Wednesday. Yeah, and so in terms of coins to pick, personally, I've been dollar cost averaging into strong level ones. Uh, really flavor of the month recently have been phantom near and one those are ones that have exhibited really high relative strength but i think the ones with the bigger ecosystems like solana avax binance smart chain and Polkadot are good places to be Uh, and that in my opinion is operating on the assumption that we are still in a bull market i think level ones are are the place to be when the market recovers which i think we will see but Let's say doomsday scenario. Fed says they're going to wean interest or they're going to increase interest rates. They're going to wean tapering, completely completely ceasing the economic support. And Bitcoin, let's say, gets a monthly close below 30K. I think that would be a very important bearish indicator. Then, frankly, I would probably just start dollar cost averaging into both Bitcoin and Ethereum. A, because I want more crypto exposure, and B, because these will likely experience the lowest degree of volatility, but you're still maintaining that average price. You're still getting market exposure uh, because if Bitcoin or Ethereum drops 10%, you could expect Solana or BNB to dump 15 20%. So in the event of a confirmed bear market where our bullish bias is proven wrong, then I think I would pivot my strategy from investing in strong level ones to just investing in the top two cryptos on a weekly basis to maintain that dollar cost averaging strategy. And I would try and generate as much IRL in real life income as possible to get more exposure to the crypto markets. Because obviously bear markets are when you want to be buying. Yeah, definitely. Really good points made there. And just to add on to the passive income stream opportunities, um, I'm assuming you know enough about DeFi or like you're already having exposure in the realm of DeFi. Something to consider if you are providing liquidity to a DEX is ensuring that you are using a yield aggregator and getting the reward with the same asset that you are basically providing liquidity to. Like, so for example, if you're on a DEX and you're providing liquidity to, for example, BTC USD, and you get rewarded in the native 
dex token that native dex token for example if it's like spirit if you're on spirit swap on phantom that token is really strictly there to sell so people can compound into their liquidity pools so especially in a bear market you really want to stay clear from liquidity pools that are paying on paying using a decentralized exchange native token or, or coin really. And what you're looking for is to get rewarded in let's say like an L1 or whatever is the asset that you are providing liquidity to because L1s are gonna perform a lot better into a bear market than some small DEX token. Like for example, even like Radium, um, a lot of Radium is sold because a lot of participants on Radium, which is the Solana network DEX, get paid in Ray, so then they sell it to Compound. So making sure that you are generating rewards, not from a DEX token, but you're generating rewards through the same asset that you are providing liquidity to is probably a really good bet because you're gonna be able to hold more of the value that you're getting rewarded in. And kind of switching gears to the more stable coin side, um, stable coins definitely are a major part of the crypto market at this point, And a lot of people are able to generate passive income through either liquidity pools or like anchor protocols, 19 and percent. And if you are interested in yielding stablecoin rewards, I made a recent video on YouTube where I go over three different risk levels of investments in terms of the low risk kind of anchor protocol with an insurance on it. So you're able to get maybe like 14% with the insurance, which is still pretty solid. We then go into like the medium risk side of things where you're just providing liquidity to a DEX, but then you probably will get rewarded in that DEX native token. We already talked about kind of the downsides of that. And the high risk would be like uh, looping on magic internet money, uh, UST pair on Abracadabra. That's probably like a higher risk play, but it's still pretty uh, reasonably uh, risk adverse compared to basically just holding on a risk on assets. So for more information, definitely I would highly suggest watching that video on stablecoin yield generating opportunities. So moving on to the next question here, uh, how to manage your long-term and short-term portfolios for a possible transition from a bull to bear market. How much in cash for DCAs or dollar cost averaging should be spent, uh, spent, uh, should be spent not knowing the longevity of a bear market. Really good question. And kind of the part two for this question, where to put liquidity across the portfolio and how to hedge during a bear market other than stable coins. So really good question. Um, so you kind of split it up into a longer term portfolio and a shorter term portfolio in terms of the longer term portfolio. In my personal view, I don't think <clears throat> there should be a whole lot of change. Like if you're holding Ethereum or Bitcoin or a major L1 on a ledger, um, I personally at this point would not think that it'd be the best case scenario to sell it on a short-term portfolio. We'll talk about that next, but the long-term portfolio should be in a horizon of years, not months. So if you do truly believe in the project and you believe in the future adoption of that network or the project, whatever you're invested in, um, I personally think it's not something that should be sold entering a bear market. It should really ideally be looking at uh, to sell when you're kind of at the height of a bull market, which unfortunately we did not get. We were anticipating it to be kind of the end of 2021, start of 2022. So for long-term positions, I do not think selling at this point would be, in my opinion at least, the uh, best course of action. Now for the short-term portfolio or opportunities, it does depend on how aggressive you want to be. Uh, a conservative approach to managing a short-term portfolio would be to reduce the exposure on risk on assets to more a risk off exposure. So this would be converting your investments in altcoins into stablecoin yield generating opportunities like we talked about. 
And then if you want to get a little bit more aggressive, then you would be looking to potentially short the market. Um, kind of the only downside of that is if you are wrong, you not only have less of the asset that you sold to go into stable coins, but you could even, you're actually getting less value because obviously if you lost a trade on the short, you, you are losing money and you have to buy back at a higher price. And it's just really an unfortunate situation if you get into it. So the kind of two options are to reduce risk on exposure to stable coins and the other one would be too short but in my opinion right now there is a lot of uncertainty in the overall market and there is some discussion if this is a kind of buy the rumor sell the news type of event except it's kind of the opposite so um in a short-term portfolio kind of to sum it up i would say there are opportunities to reduce onto stable coins but shorting at this point in time because we have such uncertainty um, might not be the best. Like if we break down below 30K, we're retesting it. We're not seeing a lot of buy volume coming in on the 30K retest. That would probably be a situation where we could be potentially add a short position because there's a high probability of the continuation of push to the downside. But while we're holding above 30K, we're still range bound. And in our view, we haven't entered the full on bear market kind of confirmation. So until we kind of get that black and white, yes, we're in a bear market, I would be hesitant to open up any short positions. Yeah, I'd agree with what Keith said there. It's kind of like we've almost missed the opportunity to short the top. And now we're at a point where we've got some fiscal uncertainty. So we need to wait for clarity from the Fed before we have a more clear indication of is Bitcoin in a bull or is Bitcoin in a bear. But like Keith said, hedging with stable coins and getting that passive income going. Um, hopefully it will beat inflation i hope inflation remains under 10 percent a year because that's kind of like the expected yield you can get with staking inflation um but ultimately if you are looking for hedging strategies outside of both futures shorting and stables um there are things that you can look at like tlt or shy these represent the value of u.s bonds and so in the event that the fed hikes the rates and interest rates go up it makes it more expensive to borrow money money becomes more scarce in theory tlt and shy should increase so buying calls on these would be a sympathy play off of the market momentum where you're kind of playing the inverse where risk on assets are going down so if you buy calls on risk off assets then you are potentially generating some alpha uh, conversely, I think playing the volatility indexes like VIX would be another way that you could potentially generate some alpha for your portfolio because if the feds do end up hiking rates on the Wednesday meeting, then I think potentially there will be a massive VIX spike. And if you buy calls on the VIX while risk on assets are suffering, that is another way that you can hedge your equity portfolio or beyond just equities a way that you can manage your macro risk. In short, just to summarize kind of what the Fed can do, if they raise interest rates, we are going to enter a risk-off environment. If it's a risk-off environment, then bond value rises because money is becoming more scarce. If bond value rises, then TL TLT and SHI rise, and that will cause risk on assets to fall causing the VIX to rise. So there are kind of some sympathy plays that can be made depending on what trajectory we go on. Yeah, so hopefully that uh, answered your question. The next one is from Lampard2023. 20, 
What makes PCC different from other projects in the rural community? So I did do some research before this episode talking about uh, what other rural projects are out there, trying to discover the market a bit more. And there is no rural project that is focusing on cryptocurrency education as their primary value proposition within their social token. However, there are lots of kind of NFT community funds where they collect NFTs. They vote on to buy, sell, or accumulate certain projects. And honestly, all of those communities have been super wholesome. I joined a lot of their discords, and it's interesting seeing them communicate because it's a a very self-sufficient DAO. There are a lot of creators that have created their own social token for their community to engage with. And if the people earn a certain amount, then they can ask direct questions, get uh, unique calls with the creator, and kind of engage on a deeper level. But talking about PCC, we think we have a unique idea and a great value proposition for a couple of reasons. One, we know and understand that there's a massive convoluted industry of private mentorship slash courses. And we know this because we're an industry insider. Lots of our peers on Instagram offer this kind of business model. And in fact, that's something we used to offer ourselves. And so we understand how this industry works and we've seen it develop for better or for worse. And we think that PCC can take a significant market share by democratizing this information and empowering the masses to seek their own financial freedom. We think that's very unique to PCC. And we think that's one of the key features that makes PCC a great social token within the role ecosystem. But beyond that, a great education platform for people to learn and understand just how cryptocurrencies can change their life. Yeah, lots of value. Well said. Move on to the last question here, and then we'll move on to the finishing points. The final question is, how do we, it's kind of a multi-part question. How do we handle a bull run ending going into a bear market when we have cash on hand? What should we look for? What type of cryptos to buy? New coins, legacy coins, top 20. So uh, a lot of questions there and we'll break it down kind of into different sections. Uh, oops. So to start off, if a bull run is entering into a bear market, we usually see minimum at least a year of consolidation and chop, some bearishness, not really anything that a investor would want to be in for minimum a year. Obviously with the halving cycles, not making as big of an impact. It's not going to be as clear as day when you have a major bull run like we had in the 2017 and especially the later half of 2017 in a bear market proceeding. I don't think we're going to have that black and white bull bear market because the amount of supply that the miners are able to uh, put onto the market, like the sell pressure is reducing because of the BTC halving and with more institutions and large entities coming into the space, they have a totally different outlook on how to navigate markets compared to like the longer term miners that are holders or the long term Bitcoin investors. They have like a yearly kind of they have a yearly quota they have to meet and they're going to realize gains kind of at the end of the year. So they have a completely different structure on how do they manage a portfolio. So it's definitely something to take into, take into consideration. Um, with that said, uh, if we do actually go into a bear market, I don't expect it to immediately come back up. So if you are looking to add capital, I would probably keep it in stable coins until we start to see some momentum pick up in Bitcoin and kind of moving on to the next thing, what happens 
when we're kind of near a transitioning period, uh, we have been seeing the Bitcoin dominance consolidate and we are where we were looking to see it drop down further. But that's one sign of a bull market entering a bear market is you start to see Bitcoin gain back dominance earlier back in kind of the winter of 2021 start of uh, sorry, 2020 start of 2022 or 2021, sorry, kind of when like the uh, Bitcoin was hitting like 12K to 20K. That point there, we saw the Bitcoin dominance aggressively move to the upside. And we see this time and time again when you're coming from a bear market to a bull market because a lot of people just have completely either exited the market or have no hope. And capital usually is going to flow into Bitcoin first at the start of a bull market. And then the altcoins always lag behind because it's less intellectual investors. It's kind of dumb money. It's the euphoric craziness that's happening within crypto. So usually when we are entering a bull market, we start to see Bitcoin dominance move to the upside. And then later on in the bull market, we usually see the Bitcoin dominance absolutely plummet and dump. Um, so that's something definitely to consider. And then on the flip side, if you are entering from a bull market to bear market, you're starting to see the consolidation of BTC.D. So that's kind of one thing to consider. Um, definitely cash on hand, like I already talked about. Uh, I already said it, but if you do want a little bit more of an overview on the opportunities that stablecoin um, yield generation opportunities are, definitely watch that video on our YouTube channel. That will provide a good overview there. And then in terms of what to look for or what to add. Um, we've already talked about it, looking at major L1s that have that adoption of the network and of the ecosystem is definitely something to keep an eye out on. And if you are looking to provide liquidity to a DEX, uh, using a pseudo delta neutral strategy would be a really good way to generate that specific asset that you're invested in. And what a pseudo delta neutral strategy is, is basically providing liquidity to a pair that is going to have the same price action or very similar movements in price. And an example would be, for example, MSOL, which is uh, marinated soul or like wrapped soul versus just the normal soul token. So these two assets are going to have very similar uh, price action or like directional movement. So you won't have that impermanent loss, which is a really good thing. And you don't have the payment in a DEX native token, which is going to depreciate. So looking for these pseudo delta neutral strategies that pay the reward that you are looking for, which is the asset that you are uh, providing liquidity for, would be a really good thing to look for. Instead of just like looking at the first liquidity pool and putting your money in, look for something called a pseudo delta neutral strategy, especially when you're coming from a bear market into a bull market and there's some uncertainty in the air. You kind of want to stack as much of the solid L1 as you can and not like the 150th market cap decks that you're currently using. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and kind of looked over everything else. Bitcoin dominance is going to be the main thing to look at in terms of the shift from either bull market to bear market or bear market to bull market. And all the things that we look over within our newsletter, looking at on-chain analytics, looking at technical analytics would be something to consider. But um, Bitcoin dominance chart is something that I think is an extremely underutilized chart for most investors in crypto. 100%. And just to add on to that, on-chain analytics are insanely useful for analyzing the supply portion of this market. And so that's something to really keep an eye on and understand is how these on-chain analytics change over the coming weeks and months. Because I think that'll tell us a lot about the trajectory. Is smart money accumulating? Is big money dumping? 
and kind of the overall trajectory that we're on because we are at a point of very high uncertainty where we're either going to be transitioning to a bear market or resuming a bull market. We really don't know what will come next, but it's ultimately in the investor's best interest to kind of plan for both eventualities. So I've got personally stable staking that provides me cash on hand to buy opportunities and kind of accumulate on these dips because frankly, I still believe in the technology that's never changed bitcoin ethereum and the rest of the crypto market is here to stay uh, this is a bump in the road but i do not really think this changes the long-term industry outlook for the assets we are investing in and so i think that was the last question that we had uh, so just finishing points to wrap up this conversation we will be streaming the fomc meeting live on the 26th because that is the important day when they release the inflation data, employment, and all that good stuff. During that live stream event, we will be airdropping Hella PCC for anyone and everyone that does participate. Uh, and hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode. It was very interactive where we allow users to submit their questions to be answered. Hopefully everyone is happy with the answer they got. And if they're not happy with it, maybe you just need to adjust your bias. <laughs> and so we have lots of exciting things coming down the pipeline. I appreciate the time you've taken to tune into this episode. And maybe you've got a question to ask for the next one. And so that has been the 78th episode of the Performante podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's 